We're about to go on a trip, you and I. I wasn't sure when to start drinking Jaeger today, and uh, I hope I start at the right time. Hard work, steely resolve, and sure, grittiness. It starts with an attitude. We need swagger, okay? Regardless of what happens out there, doesn't matter. Keep your swagger. Hey, 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 this is Five Hole Fantasy Hockey. You can find us at FHF Hockey. Today, I'm your host, Zach Vogel. I got my dogs downstairs. I put some peanut butter in the bones. So, I mean, they're going to be good for a while. I shoveled 900 feet worth of driveway. That was fun. So that got to break up my day. We got some snow down here in North Carolina, which is always a great time. People don't know how to deal with snow down here is the whole thing. I'm from Philly, and so I'm used to snow. People don't know how to drive. People don't know how to drive. Uh, it's it's not me knowing how to drive in snow. It's other people not knowing how to drive in snow, so I try to stay away. But make no mistake about it, boys. I'm a catch. I do the shoveling around here. You know, I'm handsome as a devil on Tuesday, figuratively foaming at the mouth with fantasy hockey knowledge. You know, that's just, you know, my background. I'm about to, like, update my work resume, rabid with knowledge. Safe to say that I've gotten myself in the right state of mind, fully lubricated for a solo episode, and I've got my boner pants on. Swing! Look, I may be old-fashioned, but the man says, wear your boner pants. I wear my boner pants. So we have the week preview. You know how I like to spend my weeks. I like to kind of split them up into the first part of the week. So since it's just me and there's no one here to stop me, I'm going to do the first part of week. You know what I mean? I'm done with these week-long pickups, especially because I got burned in a big way today. Oh, my God. I got burned in such a big way today. So Connor Hellebuck wasn't supposed to be starting. Eric Comrie was supposed to be starting. So I didn't have Hellebuck in my lineup. I picked up Jonathan Quick. I picked up Jonathan Quick like a fucking idiot. You're an idiot. He was supposed to start today. He was supposed to start today. So right before game time, he gets switched. If they would have just come out with this information, I was on... At 12.15 Eastern Standard Time, finishing my lineup, deciding who I was going to pick up today, and it still said that Hellebuck wasn't starting. Man, this shit is getting on my nerves because this might cost me a week. Luckily, I still took the lead by a little bit today. I've been behind all week in my uh, my home league, but I just, I just squeaked out a league uh, or a lead as of right now. But, dude, I would have had, you know, more points had this whole Hellebuck thing come out a little sooner. I wouldn't have picked up Jonathan Quick, who didn't even friggin' play, who I put in my lineup and I got zero points for. So, like, it was just, it was a waste. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I digress. Sorry. Got on a little speech there. Got on a little, little rant. But that upset me today. Man, that upset me. Moving on, because I, I gotta, I gotta get out of this negative energy. I gotta get, I gotta, I gotta push the negative energy away, bring the positive energy back towards me. I feel a lot of solid energy coming out of you. Good positive aura. Mm-hmm. You gotta harness in the good energy, block out the bad. 
Feel the flow, Happy. Feel it. It's circular. Let's go with Capo Kakinen. You want to talk about positive energy? I don't know if uh, y'all remember, but uh, somebody might have told you about Capo Kakinen before. His name might have been fucking me. Fucking me. What about it? We were talking about that home and home with Chicago. He ended up playing both of those games. He ended up playing both those games. He got two wins out of the whole trip. Four goals against on 72 shots. Good for a 94-5 save percentage. Dude, I love it. 9-17, one game where he actually gave up three goals against, and a 9-72, the other where he only gave up one goal against. But both wins. One in an overtime, but still both wins. Man, I love me some Capo Kakinen. It just goes to show you why I've been kind of preaching him since last year. He's having his best year, still in a backup role, mind you, and I understand that. But he is a 922 this year and a 248 goals against average. Man, I fucking love that shit. Ooh, I love these backup goalies that you see waiting in the wings that you know are going to take over at some point in time. And Cam Talbot, don't get me wrong, is a very good, very good goalie. But with someone like Capo Kakinen waiting in the wings, it makes you understand that the Wild are making the right decisions. That's what I'm saying. When I always say I trust the Wild, I literally trust the Wild. Like, they have a great freaking pipeline. They still have Boldy coming up and and all the and Marco Rossi and all these young players. Like, man, the Wild are going to be a fucking problem. They're going to be a fucking problem. And everybody who has Capo Kakinen in, like, a dynasty league, please trade me Capo Kakinen because I want him so bad. So bad. So, as I usually like to do, let's move on to the injuries. Uh, Who's hanging out in the nurse's office? Nurse, we demand to know how our bestie is doing. Bestie's going to be okay, right? Kevin Lankinen, he got a hand injury. uh, And it's not really sure when he got the hand injury. To be honest with you, uh, he made it seem... Like, it could have happened any time. He really doesn't know. Um, He actually did finish his last game in full and got the win. But it's going to be out for for a little bit of time. Marc-Andre Fleury is clearly the starter there. But Arvid Soderblom has been called up from Rockford. He is going to be backing up Fleury for the time being. If he gets any starts, honestly, I'm staying away. If you really feel like doing something fucking crazy, go ahead and pick up a start with Soderblom, but it ain't going to be me. All right, next up, Capo Caco, uh, upper body injury. Uh, he did take warm-ups on Saturday, but was a last-minute scratch. Gallant did say that his injury has been going on for a while, so maybe it was just some, you know, much-needed rest. Without Capo Caco, in the top six that kind of opens things up a little bit but it sounds like something that's not really going to be a multi-game sort of thing so let's think that this is maybe more of a down to dance situation toivu teravinen this one is a little more it hits a little more close to home here in raleigh uh he did take line rushes yesterday but was a super late, like a super late scratch, like right before fucking game time. Their next game is against Vegas at home. 
on Tuesday. I got to be honest, I I don't I know jack shit. I know jack shit, but I am kind of expecting him to be uh, be playing. If he was involved in line rushes today, I'm thinking that that is, you know, going to be good signs for Tuesday. He didn't play today, but I'm thinking that he should be back in the airs for Tuesday. Next up, we have Eric Carlson, who is out with an upper body injury. 26 points in 33 games. Honestly, I'm a little surprised at Eric Carlson. I've never been an Eric Carlson fan. I think he got used up in Ottawa, but the Sharks have had a resurgence this year as far as scoring goals is concerned. Their young talent is scoring, and Eric Carlson being on the ice a lot has obviously been a big help to that. He is considered day-to-day right now, but could be out for a little bit from what I'm to understand. Tyson Berry, out with an upper body injury. Actually, you know what? He got both an upper and a lower body injury in his last game, and he did not play yesterday. On So we don't really know how that D-line is going to shape up in Edmonton, but with Tyson Berry out for the time being, Hopefully it's not very long. you got to look around and think maybe, you know, like a fan favorite. My fan favorite, as far as I'm concerned. Well, maybe just a Zach favorite, but who knows. Evan Bouchard. Evan Bouchard, I think, is a good pickup in lieu of Tyson Berry. Uh, I love Evan Bouchard and everything that he brings to the table. When it so does happen that he leaves the Edmonton Oilers, like it always seems uh, that does happen for defensemen, and they get better. Edvin Bouchard is a very good player. Make no qualms about it. Sam Bennett is out with a lower body injury. He was a game-time decision for today's game, and that game hasn't happened yet. So honestly, I hope he plays, uh, but that game's coming up. Other than that, Joel Farabee, my guy, he's even on my team. I picked him up. Joel Farabee is out with an upper body injury, and he could be out for up to four weeks. Ah, I'm disappointed. Hurts my feelings. It hurts me on the inside. Almost like I need to take a shot of Jaeger. Maybe I'll do that. And my back hurts. And my back hurts from fucking shoveling. Like, I was shoveling just fine. Shoveling just fine the whole fucking time. I'm thinking to myself, I know how to fucking shovel because I'm from fucking Philly. Of course I know how to shovel. And then, like, I just turned my back in the smallest direction and boom, just fire shot up through my fucking spine and it's hurt the entire time. Man. All right, so we are coming up into the week preview and like I said, I like to split my week up. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, this first four days kind of thing. Um, so I'm going to call this the early week preview. And here are your teams with early week good schedules. First off, I really want to jump into these teams that have three games in four days. That is my favorite thing. I am a huge proponent of picking up players that play three times in four days. These games are Anaheim, Calgary, and Vegas. These are the teams that I am very much so focusing on, at least for the early part of the week, because I am always trying to split this shit up. Please, people, split them up. If for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, you can pick up somebody and then switch them out for a Friday, Saturday, Sunday person, that is your most prominent way to 
you know, really maximize your pickups. So starting with Anaheim, I like Trevor Zegras. Uh, how, how can you not? I like Trevor Zegras. He hasn't scored in the last three games. He has no points in the last three games, but he's still getting the ice time and he is still getting the shots. He has three shots on goal on the, in those games. He is capable of doing it. So with him playing three games in four days, that makes me excited. He's only 58% owned. Let's go a little deeper here. Let's go a little deeper. Ricard Raquel, obviously, also very good. Only 12% owned. Also is in a little bit of a scoring slump, and I understand that, but it is the games played. I am trying to always win the games played category. Number one, Trevor Zegras. Number two, Ricard Raquel. Now, Ricard Raquel in the past has always been kind of like a fan favorite of ours. He's only scoring at about, you know, a 50% rate, half point a game kind of thing. And he is, you know, just a little bit under his career average. But still, I have faith in Ricard Raquel because I do honestly have faith in the Ducks. I don't know why. Am I wrong? Am I just blinded by ignorance of loving Trevor Zegras and Sonny Milano? But still, Ricard Raquel, for only 12% owned, is a very good pickup to get three games in four days. Lucas Dahlstall may get a start. He is 1-1 one one in two games started this year with a 929 and a 253. So that has to make you at least, you know, uh, I wonder a little bit kind of thing. It all depends on who he gets in this situation. Now, their back-to-back is a Canadian road trip at Toronto on Wednesday and then at Montreal on Thursday. So if you're going to give Dostal a game, I would imagine you would give him Montreal. The only thing is, usually you give the backup goalie the first half of the back-to-back that's against Toronto. And I don't know if that's a game that I want Lucas Dahlstall to have. So if he does get the Montreal game, that is actually something that I might be interested in. Now, another three game in four day week, or at least early week, is Calgary. They have St. Louis on Monday and then at Columbus at St. Louis on Wednesday, Thursday. So they have another back to back. And, you know, I love my goalies and I love my back-to-back situations. And honestly, I might be the only person on five hole and, well, one of the few people that I know that love backup goalies. I love backup goalies. I love picking up these goalies when they are playing, you know, uh, maybe the lesser team. And this is Dan Fladar's kind of moment. At only 9%, the front half is at Columbus. Instead of St. Louis... Yes, yes, I'm going to give Vladar the Columbus half. Perfection, perfection. I'm I'm a big fan of this Dan Vladar thought. He hasn't played fantastic as of late. He has let up over four goals a game in his last three, and I'm not going to lie to you, that's not good. But he's still over 9-10 for the whole season and is still under three for goals against average for the whole season. So that tells me that he may be in a little bit of a slump. I think that uh, Columbus might help him snap out of it. You have to understand that these past couple of games where he's been getting rocked were against Carolina, who has a very good offense, who is one of the best teams in the entire league, in my opinion. Tampa Bay, 
who is clearly one of the best teams in everyone's opinion, and San Jose, who we even talked about, is offensively pronounced as of now. And oddly enough, it, it's crazy, but all of a sudden they can score in it as well because of uh, Timo Meyer. Oh my God. I fucking hate Timo Meyer. Man, I hate Timo Meyer. Ugh. Shake it out. Bad energy out, good energy in. Harness, energy, block, bad. Andrew Mangiapani is some good energy. With 57% ownership, I think Andrew Mangiapani is really good. This kind of plays into the whole scheme of things that I have going today, oddly enough, are, you know, players who aren't doing very well right now, who I think are going to kind of come out of these slumps. In the last five games, Andrew Manchiapani only has one point, and it's an assist. Now, that is not Manchiapani's type of way. He's still shooting, so, you know, I'm not super worried. He is still getting the time on ice right around his average for this year, or if not, a little bit above. So, Andrew Mangiapane is a real option for me. With him not scoring as of late, I think some people may be a little more scared of him than before, but at 57% owned, he is definitely worth a go look. Obviously, I'm still going to talk about Blake Coleman, because I hate myself, I love Blake Coleman, I hate him, and I love me. So, did that make sense? He's 26% owned, and he is still very good. I dropped him like a jackass. I was not able to get him back once he started getting things back online. But man, this mother shoots. He just keeps on shooting, and he actually still is scoring points. Now, it's kind of on like this every other sort of trip where he is scoring points every other fucking game and then has nothing otherwise. But he is still shooting. He is still hitting. He is still blocking. He is still Blake freaking Coleman. He still does everything. And he is only 26% owned. Why in Yahoo, where there are tons of category leagues, is a player like Blake Coleman not way more owned than 26%? What the f***? All right. All right. I've, I, you know, actually just kind of hit a charge here. Let's hit a charge. Still paper bagging it. Still paper paper bagging it from the from the liquor store. What about it? Cheers. See what you do to me. Do you see what you do to me, Blake Coleman? Here I am in Raleigh. North Carolina, sitting in this room, just thinking about Blake Coleman and how I dropped him. Because you suck so bad at the beginning of the year, Blake Coleman, and now you do this. Only 26% owned. But not in my league. But not in my league because I dropped you. Now I can't pick you up. Out with the bad energy. Out with the bad energy. In with the good. It's like a carousel. You pay the quarter, you get on the horse. It goes up and down and around. Moving on. Another three games in four days. Vegas. Vegas has three games in four days. They start their back-to-back on Monday, Tuesday. That's kind of sexy. The only thing is they play at Washington and at Carolina. So Vegas is going to have a rough goings. Logan Thompson. He is going to be the backup right now. Maybe 
he gets one of those games, I would almost think that Leonard might play both of those games. Uh, if I was the coach, I would play Leonard. But I'm not going to do it. But if you're feeling froggy, you're more than welcome. The player that I would be picking up is William Carlson. I would pick up William Carlson because he is 25, 25% owned. Not playing bad right now. And by not playing bad right now, I mean he had seven fucking shots on goal last game. That's what I mean by not playing bad right now. He had seven freaking shots on goal last game. You know why? Because he has to play a bigger role. Because he has to play a bigger role. And that's what I want to see out of William Carlson. Remember when he used to play on the Columbus Blue Jackets and nobody knew who William Carlson was? Not even the Columbus freaking Blue Jackets? This is why you are here. This is why you were here, my man. So you can start taking shots on goal. That's all I have you for. You know what I mean? You're not going to hit. You're not going to block. And I understand that. I do. I understand that. But I want to see out of you is shots on goal. They will beget points. And at 25%, I think that William Carlson is a good ad. Now, all right. So that does us up for the three games and four days first part of the week. Next, what I want to focus on is the back-to-backs. Now, these are the kind of other things that I look for. And let's be honest, uh, I love my goalies. So back-to-backs, let's start it off with Dallas and then finish up with Philadelphia. There are two back-to-backs other than these three games in four-day teams. All right, so first up for Dallas, I have Dennis Gurionov. Only 14%. Now, he is not a guy that is going to really solidify your hicks and blocks, but he is going to help. Another thing he does do is shoot. He actually has been shooting a lot. He had eight shots on goal, not this past game, but the game before that. And he's scoring. And he's scoring. Still at pretty much only a half a point per game, but lately he has been on it. I'm impressed with Dennis Garianov lately. I don't usually suggest him, but as far as the stars go, I dig it. Um, Essa Lindell, 19% owned. And really, Essa Lindell has always been, in my past, a guy that I've picked up for hits and blocks with also the propensity to get points. Mainly assists, and I understand that, but, dude, the hits and the blocks never stop. You know what else also never stops? The shots for Esselindel. The defense, the defensive shots. He shoots at over three shots a game in his last 10. In his last 10. For the season, he's still over three. Fantastic. Esselindel, a big fucking person for me at only 19%. On a Monday, Tuesday look, I like it, uh, especially because I'm always hurting on D. Right now in these short kind of weeks, you might not really be looking for defensive pickups, but someone that's going to start you off with definite hits, definite blocks, and possible points is a feasible option. Lastly, i gotta, I got to build up my chi for this next one. Jake Ottinger. Jake Ottinger. You ever realize that Jake Ottinger's neck is as wide as his entire head is? 
take a look at a picture of Jake Ottinger. You don't have a neck. It, it's just all head as far as I'm concerned. It's just the same shape, straight up and down, neck and head. Don't care that he has not done well lately. Don't care that he has had a roast beef sandwich the last two starts, and they were. They were fucking like triple beef and cheddars too, man. They were triple beef and cheddars. Uh, he had a 737 his last outing, and then a 765 before that, Jay God, he's my guy. Hey, but don't forget, right before that, he had a 920 and then a 931. So don't fuck around with Jake Ottinger. He is okay. He is okay. And if nobody else trusts Jake Ottinger other than me, I am perfectly fine with that. He has nine wins and four losses on the year. He is still over 900, and he is well below three on the goals against average. His roast beef sandwiches are three. He is two in the last two starts. That means before these last two, he only had one roast beef sandwich. And I love beef and cheddars, but Arby sauce will only take you so fucking far. And Jake Hunter, he is still a good fucking goalie. So don't lose hope in Jake Ottinger. If somebody else wants to drop him, please put him on your team. He is definitely worth a start anytime he is playing. And he is getting these starts, people. He's getting them. I mean, he's played 14 games so far this year. That's not too shabby. He is prepping for the future. Anytime that he gets a start, I am in on it. I actually trust Jake Ottinger and his wide fucking neck. I don't have a single tie in my closet that would fit Jake Ottinger, but I want him on the fantasy team. It's just a fact. Philadelphia. Philadelphia Flyers. Feels weird kind of picking anybody from the Philadelphia Flyers, but I guess if it has to be somebody, it's going to be James Van Riemsdyk, and I'm picking a whole bunch of Flyers that are very lowly owned, except for Cam Atkinson. Uh, But... James Van Riemsdyk is only 8% owned. He has not been doing very well on hits or blocks. He gets no blocks and gets some hits. They have been losing a lot lately. (laughs) I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. It's becoming increasingly, increasingly hard. If I think someone could do it honestly, I do trust James Van Riemsdyk. And the whole thing is... It's only for two games. So it's against Dallas and then at New York. Islanders, that is. So you're doing it for the first two days. At an 8% markup, yeah, I think that's okay for James Van Riemsdyk. Maybe in more shallow leagues, and I understand that. He's a good pickup for at least Monday, Tuesday. And then you can drop them for, you know, maybe like a, uh, a Wednesday, Thursday Anaheim or something like that or a CBJ, or a Calgary. You know what I mean? Pick a Columbus guy. Go ahead. Do it. Things are getting off track here. And uh, I can't blame anybody else except myself. So I'm going to have to excuse myself and move on to Martin Jones. Uh, Martin Jones could very well get a piece of this action. And I like Martin Jones. I know he's on the chopping block and, uh, well, not really on the chopping block, on the trade block because other people want a very satisfying 
backup goalie, and that's what Martin Jones is. I would expect him to maybe get that New York Islanders game. And while he has got a loss against Buffalo and the Islanders in the previous two games that he has played, honestly, I still trust Martin Jones. I don't know what it is about myself, and as much as I want to love Carter Hart, I find myself really gravitating. Gravitating, Jesus Christ. I find myself really gravitating to these backup goalies. It's Brian Elliott. Brian Elliott, I always felt safe when he was in net. We almost ended up winning. And Martin Jones, for some reason, I trust him more than I do Carter Hart. And Martin Jones is not fantastic by any means, but he still has above a 900. Now, he is well above three goals against average, but I like him in these matchups. I'll pick him up. I'll pick him up. If you don't want to, I will. Lastly, Cam Atkinson, 63% owned. He's going to have to find another gear since some of the bigger players are going to be out. Um, He's also going to have therapy out of the lineup, and that means shots. That means shots. That means shots for Cam Atkinson because that's what fucking Cam Atkinson does. He takes shots. He takes shots of like, you know, over four per game. I love Cam Atkinson. He is fantastic. I do. Just keep on shooting, man. Just keep on shooting, man. They'll continue to go in at some point in time. And if not, just keep on getting assists. That's what we've been doing as of late. But he keeps on shooting. Been through quite a few of these cups of Jaeger. I drink out of these very fancy glasses. I wish you guys could see them. They're like crystal, way more expensive than I rightfully should be drinking Jägermeister out of. I think that just about does it. So I hope you did enjoy this week preview. It actually has been really fun. Whenever I'm doing these solo episodes, I really try to think about the fact that, well, I'm talking to you. You know what I mean? I'm talking to you. So please respond. That's what I'm trying to say. I I guess it really, I want some responses. Um, You can find us at FHF Hockey. Let me know what's going on. Other than that, you can get on our Discord. That has been a fantastic thing for me. I love going on the Discord and, you know, find a little bit about everything. Um, I go into all the different channels and and it actually helps me with these episodes in a big way that you guys would not even understand because I take your thoughts into account. So I think that just about does it. Raj, I love you. TJ, I love you. Everybody else out there, thank you for hanging out with me. It's been Yeagery. Love you.